You have no idea what I'm talking about. I can tell from the look on your face. No. Kick, stretch, kick, fit. Hey, that sounds like a Memphis. Pop a crowd. Oh, wait. Can't forget this. You know, I was. I'm sorry. I brought this to. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I brought this to the, my fantasy draft yesterday, and yeah. I referred to it because I was with Larry Hansen. I said, Larry, I, I, you know who's going to join us at the draft? And I said, he said, who? I said, the real star of the broadcast. He goes, wait, you? I go, nope. Oh, wait. He, he put you over? Oh, well, he Larry thought, Hansen. No, well, he thought I was leading yeah. up to me putting myself over. I feel like that was Molly putting over the fact that she's limber. <laughs> I was also taking the focus off of her face, but which I feel. <laughs> so anyway, this is now our. This is the star of the show right here, according to. Now that I got that out, you can call it the David Robinson edition or the AJ Hawk edition. The reason I brought this to the draft is so I could comment on everybody's pick. By the way, were you guys part <laughs> of the bit every time that AJ Hawk did the Marcus Peters? Thing. I was part of that bit. Did you enjoy that? Was that was hard. a good bit, right? Hi, I'm oh. AJ Hawk of the Green Bay Packers. Hi, I'm AJ Hawk of the Green Bay Packers. If you are here for a market cinema, please enjoy the popcorn. You'll probably be asleep <laughs> soon due to my monotone voice. Please silence your cell phones. And then the guy in front of him has a ringing cell phone and he's like, Wham! Right in the back of the guy's head. <laughs> Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. See, what we we missed a glorious opportunity around Valentine's Day to have like a wrestling couple on as a guest. Yes, we did. And we Save didn't even have to acknowledge them as a couple. We could have just done two separate shows. Oh, you could have just what is happening? Valentine's Day broadcast. I, you if I had a guest on, I bet there's a baby at the top of the stairs, slowly making his way down here to murder us. Yes, I would too. <laughs> Specifically, Lane. Door's still closed, so they must have caught him. He has a he has cold dead eyes, like a like a shark, like a shark. Yeah, <laughs> she knows how to pick him. Not the guy, the baby. <laughs> Come on, let's get started. Hey, I don't think I'm blowing out the audio right now. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can have an episode where we can hear everybody. How's that sound? Oh, that was that not a thing? It's not been a thing. Two of our last like six episodes. Who have we not heard? Al Jackson Um, was like, you could only you could only hear him with car speakers, and Zach McGuire was quiet too. He's also just normally quiet. Yeah, and, <coughs> and a little slow. All right. Whoa! Whoa. It's <laughs> good to do anyway. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design 
some people say is even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside this gentle world. Hey! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ross Family Matters podcast. It's episode 50. Yay! Woo! I'm 50! The Sally O'Malley 50. We got a lot going on, though, today. Uh, we got a very special guest. We got a very special list we're going to go through. We're going to introduce the cast of characters. But I wanted to give you this quick audio montage if you've missed the first 49 shows. And here it goes. Ready? Mitch Blake, who are you gay for? Hey, everybody. What you been got going on? Diabetes. Scott invented diabetes. All right. So that was... We are all I caught like up now. You're all caught up. Bugle. There you go. All right. Our very special guest. Well, first of all, let's introduce the panel. I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. I've got Jiggy Jack Spade. I got Vic the Stick Ross, and I couldn't think of a better guest than the guy who has really helped make this show as successful as it is. We're up to tens of listeners now. Tens of listeners. The great Alex Riley. Alex, hey, welcome to Fifty. Thanks like, for being here. I'd like to report though that at the show this weekend, we found out that Monica is not an every week listener anymore. No. Oh, that new boyfriend. That's because she's been getting bratwurst blasted. <laughs> hey oh. So what? She what, can't multitask. What's made her change? Oh. What's, what's she on? To uh, his name is Mike. Okay. And they live in the Marshfield area. He's a mechanic. Nice guy. Mike and a mechanic. Mike, no, Mike the mechanic. <laughs> oh, not Mike okay. and the mechanic. <laughs> All right. Like, it's not a gangbang every night. All I need is a mirror. Well, we don't know that. Well, I mean, let's not assume. What was better, Genesis or Mike and the Mechanics? Well, Genesis Gen- had a better body of work. Yeah. Also, that Mike and the Mechanics song is kind of creepy. It's like, take your children and the gun and hide out in the cellar. I well, mean, that's geez. one of the... <laughs> there was All I Need is a Miracle. There was that one, which was... Uh, can you hear me running? I don't know what the... Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and there was one other one I thought. Wasn't there a third Mike and the Mechanics hit? There, there could have been. Could have been. We'll look it up before the end of the show. I think I'll just stick to Invisible Touch. Well, that's She's Genesis. Got yeah. Invisible Touch. Well, that's Phil Collins. Anyway. Yeah. That was a great album. We the format of the show is going to be a little different. A because Alex is not a new guest, so we don't have to find out how he met us and harass him with weird questions. Right. Two, I'm going to do that anyway. Because it's the special 50th edition, and it happens to coincide with a very special list that uh, some other members of this network have put together. And Alex, I'll let you explain that in a minute. We're going to actually run down that list in today's show. So Alex, why don't... But before we get there, All right. I want to give you exactly one minute on the clock Uh-oh. to defend yourself, because DMC over here... Has been sticking it up your ass about the shows getting posted. So go ahead, let them have it. Wait, wait, wait. Am I, I'm defending myself for getting the po- the, the shows like, up because you've been getting them up now. Yeah, they've been good, but, but they've timely. been good. I actually said that on the last episode, so I don't. Well, know it's a little bit of saltiness, though. All right, hold on. I, I, I don't understand. And oh, that's it's done. Yeah. Oh, oh. that's a shame. Wow. <laughs> I don't really know what I would have said to defend myself. I think I think uh, whatever. I, look, We're all up. So I fine. know that I made some assumptions that you were trying to sabotage us because the other shows on the network were getting jelly, like yeah. peanut butter and jelly. How's that DJ Dash working out for you? 
But no comments. <laughs> the shows have gone up and they've been timely. And now, if you listened, if we could tell you what we got going on, and it actually is slightly up, up to right. date. Yeah. So that's all I was asking for. I think we're completely up to date. Yeah, we are. Point, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying like though, if, if if the show comes out on like the 26th, and then you're talking about the 29th. At least it's oh that's coming up opposed to well on on uh, January twenty seventh I have this going on three months after the fact. Well, here's the good thing though, all of my bookings are fucked. <laughs> so what I've been got going on ain't much. Yeah, shit's out of whack right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, we can talk more about that later. We will. Um, and also lay in a form right now. Anyway, um. <laughs> But let's talk about the list, because it's, it's a really cool thing, and it's got some great reception uh, from people who are not, not Also, some not list. great reception. Do you, well, you want to take, take a minute to uh, to defend yourself from that before we get started? Yeah, Can I actually get a minute opposed to just... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. Here we go. You don't need a clock. Just talk. Okay. Oh, hold on. So, okay, so the concept of doing this list is... So, in Minnesota, there's uh, Heel Turn Radio, which does their top 50 for Minnesota. Uh And it's a great way to just basically highlight the wrestlers in the state of Minnesota, you know, by putting a fictional top 50 list of who's the best, who's the worst, or really just, really it's just a way to highlight people, because obviously there's more than 50 wrestlers in one state. More than 50 good wrestlers. And it's just highlighting where they're working, what they're up to, what they're doing. So, Nick, Jesse, and I decided we were going to message all the promoters in the state of Wisconsin. So, we messaged 16, 17 different promotions, and we asked for the top five. Did any? Did, did they all get back to you? Yeah, we, I, we, I think I didn't hear back from, like, one, one oh, promotion. Nice. Okay. But at the same time, looking at who probably, like, there was their championship list, they were already mentioned, so it kind of worked out. Okay. So, essentially, it was messaging, hey, who's, who's your top five? Who's, like... All right. Well, I'm gonna take another minute. Um, so we messaged we messaged everybody to get their their top five, uh, who they who best represents their promotion okay. to put this list together, and we felt that the easiest way to uh, keep things unbiased is to put that list together. And Which show, is ridiculous, by the way. Well, it was we were gonna be fucked either way. Yeah, of course, <laughs> there's nothing but bias. That's all it is. But we put we put this together because. If it would have been the other way around, if it was Nick, Jesse, myself organizing the list yeah, of I, nominations, right. it, instead of it being, oh, it was a popularity contest, it would have been, oh, what the fuck did they know? Yeah, of course. So we were damned if we do, damned if we don't. But at the same time, how many wrestlers are there just in Milwaukee, well, let alone the, right. in the entire state of Wisconsin? Right. So to basically say, here's 50, and it... Whether the rankings or whether it's actually, okay, that person actually is the best or this person's only high up because they got a lot of votes, really it's a matter of just saying, oh, okay, that guy, I've never heard of this person. Yeah. I want to, okay, now right. I'm actually interested in kind of knowing more about him. Well, and that's no different. I mean, people should grow up a little bit because even in the business world, the company I work for won a Future 50 Award, and it's more than 50 companies that are growing, but it was just... Yeah a little bit arbitrary based on being nominated like your selection was right promoters nominated people. right we don't we don't get paid to do this right it's literally just something that we do i would like to i would love to absolutely how many people had heat with bill after when he did his pwi just me how many people have heat with Meltzer? wow 
All everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Except right. Conrad Thompson. Can we get into this list? We can do that. Can okay. we do that? Yeah, All right. Sure. So uh, what we should do is we should call the people out on the list. We'll go downwards, right? I'll handle that. I got the list in front of me here. Uh, okay. We could talk a little bit about them, probably why they made the list. Yep. Okay. And then we can either like them or fuck, or fuck them. Right. Oh, or, wow. Or invent them. <laughs> or invent them. <laughs> I think their parents beat us to it. But okay, number 50, the Caribbean Connection, which is Rico de la Vega, Jay Manny, and Chuco. Yeah, yeah. I invented the Caribbean. Um, nice. No. I like it there. It's warm. I like. I, I really like the Caribbean Connection. I like Jay Manny and Chuko with their chemistry. I mean, they're related. They should have chemistry. In fact, I've always said if I ever did that television studio show, they would be my ethnic rock and roll express. Sweet. I like them. I think it's kind of keystores. No kind of. Good. And I think, especially at the end of the year, they started to get a little bit more traction and started to branch themselves out more because I feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this sense of loyalty, so they kind of wanted to stay in their area. But then when that kind of when that wasn't reciprocated, it seemed like they were like, okay, well, now we'll go to do these shows. We'll branch out to more shows in Milwaukee. We'll branch out to Green Bay now. So um, I know WPW, I know JP loves having the Caribbeans over there. They're, he loves having them in the six-mans. Apparently the six-man tags are some of the hottest matches, according to JP. So, I mean... All they had to do was just add a polo, and there you go. Yeah, well, I think they got a good look, and I think that they're doing the right thing by having a tag team to come in because that's not a common. Yeah, thing. I love I love <laughs> tag teams that stick together. By the way, I also like the the little remix they do with Johnny Swashbuckle and the Pirate in the Caribbean. I think that's fantastic. yep, fantastic. Yeah. That actually, oh, I almost jumped to number forty nine, but we didn't say whether we like them or fuck them. I like them. I like him. I like him. Like him. Okay. All right. That takes us to 49. Johnny wow. Swashbuckle. <clears throat> well, Let me just get this out of the way right now. Fuck him. Fuck him. Um, I, I like Johnny a lot. I, I feel like there's a couple promoters locally who don't want to use him. I don't understand why. But he's solid in the ring. Um, he The gimmick works. Some people might not like the gimmicks. I, I think for him, the gimmick works... I don't like shows full of gimmicks, but I like the occasional gimmick sprinkled in, and I think he's he's very capable. But to your point, though, like you guys have said this plenty of times with other different guests, that it's great to branch out, but you don't want to be on every single Milwaukee promotion. Understood. So and even if some promotions in Milwaukee don't want to use him, that's actually fine because then that way he's not getting diluted and oversaturated. Plus, he's one of those guys that – is happy to get on the road and travel and, you know, brand, get uh, get his name out. So he's, he's got a great mind. He's a nice guy. He's got a girlfriend who has no expression whatsoever. All right. Uh, so I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I think the only reason he gets overlooked is because he doesn't have, like, the look, you know. Right, Which, but, if he anything, does, but he does have <clears throat> the look of a pirate. Yeah, well, you know, far be it from me to ever judge anybody for not having the prototypical wrestler look. I'm not going to do that, but I could see where that would come into a promoter's mindset. Yeah, I wish he would switch it up, though. I bet you he'd get booked if he chops his leg off at the knee and puts a peg leg on. My argument, Scott, is that he changes it up too much. Okay? I just want to get this out of the way. Fuck him was a joke. 
I think he's a good kid. I like Jason a lot. So much butter. But right now. People, are, people are listening to this and they're like, wow, he's actually got heat with him. The kid yeah. went from the treasure chest yeah. to a giant wheel. Yeah. Now he's got a bottle and he's spitting moves. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, he'd be over with the kids if he stuck with throwing out the gold chocolate coins. I like the but, gold chocolate coins. I think if he mixed the gold chocolate coins and the booze together, because the big wheel is kind of cumbersome. He can he can evolve within a place like he did for MIAW. He could, but when he starts somewhere. To get the crowd, mm-hmm. he should always start with, with the chest. And I do, I, I do want him stealing stuff. Like, <laughs> he's not the repo man. He's a but pirate. He's a, what do pirate. pirates do? Well, I mean, do you want him raping a chick in the front no, row? No, let's not get. Come on, let's be a little. Well, where's the line? Can't wait till we get to Devlin Kane. Similar conversation. I I agree that the the wheel is very cumbersome. I mean, I understand. Pulling, coming it, uh, having uh, it out with you in the ring because of the shock value. Of, that's the biggest fucking wheel I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Well, ship wheels were big. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. All right. Everybody likes them, right? Yeah. I don't All know right. why it comes out with a stagecoach wheel, but that's okay. Number 48, Roy Flash Gordon. Okay. Who? I've seen Roy Gordon work probably about half dozen times for Legacy here. That's the only time I've ever seen him. Like I have, I don't get down to Illinois now that I'm just bringing yeah. that thing, right? So, so yeah, he mainly wrestles in the state of Illinois, but he's had a couple appearances at Legacy. Mainly, a lot of work that he does is at Frontline with yeah. uh with a uh, Ben. Oh, okay. So Ben's been using. So th- yeah. this kind of puts into an interesting <clears throat> side note of this this list, this side conversation, where some of the wrestlers on this list. Are not Wisconsin guys per se, but they wrestle in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, they've wrestled yeah I would in imagine Wisconsin. Legacy and Frontline could have submitted him as their yeah. candidate and stuff. I, I, I okay, so my personal interactions with him have been brief, but have been fine. I mean, you know, need your info, hey, good match, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But as far as his, he's athletic. He's a bigger guy, and he, but he's athletic for his size, right? Um, and I don't mean heavy. I mean he's muscular, but he's a taller guy. Yeah. But he can do some. He's some, tall, but he can move. Yeah. Um. So I I I like when he comes in, and much like we just talked about with that being oversaturated, because I don't see him every weekend. Maybe it feels a little bit more special when I do. Absolutely. I mean that's why I, that's why I loved when uh when Legacy brought in like Mojo McQueen over went back when they were at the Miramar yeah. was that really at that point. And hadn't ever since that point, that's been the only time that Mojo McQueen's ever been in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. So for him to come out with his whole gimmick, it's like, I've never seen that anywhere else because I haven't gone south of the border. But there you go. Right. I, uh, I've only seen him twice, and I don't know him personally. Okay. Uh, nothing but the handshake and hello. Hot but, dog? Uh, no hot dog. That wasn't a hot We're saving dog. that for our third date. Oh. Um, I've never seen him before, so I like him. He's solid in the ring from what I've seen. Okay. You ever been on a legacy show? Not with him. Okay. All right, we're moving on to number forty-seven. I'm gonna need you to help me out with that first name. Is it Isaiah? Isaiah Velasquez. Yeah, I could have said the last part. I well, live in a heavily Hispanic neighborhood. But you couldn't say the first name. I didn't know how to pronounce it. Well, now you do. So try again. Isaiah Velasquez. Now there's there a go. few people on this list. Hit that Q hard. Maybe five. That I have no idea who they are. So, Isaiah is a, he's another Illinois guy, so he wrestles primarily for, like, freelance and, uh, you know, a lot of more Chicago areas. 
So he's actually a nomination for Mondalusha because he's oh. he's what he's one of their top five because he's a former Mondo champion. He's been he's right he's been with them I think pretty much since essentially day one or two. I mean or year one or two I guess because they only run once a year. But um, so yeah, he's one of he's one of their nominations. I mean I've never really interacted with him personally, but I mean I've seen him in the ring and he's solid. I, it's funny, I'm just going to put this out there, because I've heard nothing but good things about my <coughs> I've never been. Same. Same. I've never bothered to go down there. And there were a couple times I've wanted to, and I've had either conflicts with another show, or one time I was in Florida, I went, so I just, I haven't had the opportunity, but I hear the crowd really gets into that. It's, it's always been a great time. I've been there for the past two years. Um, Jay's definitely been a big friend of the podcast ever since we started Grapple Talk because he was really one of those first guys that reached out to us when we were promoting, hey, here's what shows are happening in the area. So we didn't expect that there would get any turnout. And he was one of those guys like, hey, thanks for the plug. If you guys ever want tickets, let, let us know. Right. And nobody's ever done that. And uh, Which is just a classy move, by the way. Yeah. It is. Somebody's putting you over on, on the show. It, it's Promotion. They're doing your job for you. Yeah. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And uh, and uh, so basically the the concept of Mondo it's it's similar to like a Wrestlepalooza, um, over in the in the Twin Cities where it's it's live wrestling, it's live music, it's burlesque. It's kind of it's it's basically you know how wrestling is described as a buffet for everyone. This show is kind of a, a buffet for all walks of life. Minus the food, free food. Right? Actually, yeah, minus the food, but beer. I mean, it's at Turner Hall. They've, uh, for the past couple of years, they've packed it, completely sold out. They've shoulder to shoulder. I mean, not even Ring of Honor can do that. So I mean, that's that's monumental on their own. And ass every eighteen inches. Oh, sorry, Conrad. Not that you're listening. That's right. All right. Uh, just out of ignorance, I'm gonna move on to number forty-six because I'm three out of four yeah, of us yeah. have no idea. I like them though. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 46 is Demented Chucky Bates. Okay. So Chucky's relatively a newcomer to the to the business. Uh, a trainee of Frank, BCW. Um, what I like about the kid, though sometimes he's socially awkward, but he's getting better, he's a high school kid, he listens to his trainers, to other wrestlers. He seeks out advice mm-hmm. after his match from, the, from people in the locker room that are veterans. Um... He gets better every time I see him. Um, he's he gets the he's he's nailing that gimmick. He, he, he that's not where I thought that was going. He, <laughs> he gets better again. Every oh, he's time, nailing all right. Every time you see it, it's like okay, there's a, a little nuance. Maybe it's a, the way he stays in character to work the crowd. Whatever it is, I just like it, and it, it gets better and better and better. And a lot of that is coming from people giving out advice like, hey, I noticed that you were doing this. Try to do this next time, and then he'll apply that. Yeah, so. yeah, he's a, he's a good kid. Yeah, I actually managed him on uh, my first legacy show of this year. I want to say it would have been like back in February or so. February, January. Yeah, uh, and I noticed the same thing. He's real good at sticking to his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see anything to say that he shouldn't have a, a good career out of him. You're gonna get you're gonna get this a lot from me because I didn't do a whole lot in the yeah. year, but I, I still I've never met him, so okay. I like him. All right, I like I also like the fact that I think what was early on I think there was that nervousness. I mean, we're all nervous before we get out there, but the he doesn't show the nervousness like he did in his first couple matches, which is to be expected, right? Yeah. I mean, our 
you know, when he first matches. I, I, I remember when he first started out and he would just come to the ring and he was demented, so he would act, he'd do the crazy stuff with them. Um, one of the shows he just he brought in a straight the straight jacket and he was gonna have that uh, have Baxter um, unloosen him so he could get out. And once I saw that he applied that, I was like, that's what that's what you're missing. Of course. Yeah. All right. So we'll say so like him. I like him. Uh, number forty-five, Mister T.J. Ace. Fuck him. Just kidding. Wow. You know, T.J. is a guy who. Some people, if they haven't gotten to see him actually wrestle, still look at him as a ref because he's an amazing ref. Or the guy taking your money for a ticket at MIAW. Sure. Because kid's got no ego. He's gonna step right in and do whatever you need him to do. Right, and then you see him as a, as that, or you see him as a ref, and wow, he's really good. We don't have enough good refs in the state. Yep. We're glad he's here. And then you get on a show and you see him wrestling, like wow. So he's been his training's starting to come to fruition. Like he's doing. Every time I see him wrestle again, much like we talked about some of the guys, maybe this is a common theme to make this list, but he just gets better, yep. right? He hasn't plateaued yet. I mean, I don't expect people to get worse unless they get super old or have But usually people hit a plateau. He's far from hitting that plateau. Now, how long has he been wrestling? I'm not sure the exact... Well, he's been training to wrestle the entire time he's been right. training. Right, but I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I know that he's been booked on, like... The, the occasional WPW show or the occasional legacy show or you know like or sporadically at different shows depending on where he can be utilized and make that transition but um, it seems very in few and far between so that's why I don't know how long he's actually been wrestling for yeah well yeah he's, I, a, he's an amazing ref I haven't gotten the chance to actually one, see him wrestle even though I've been on shows with them a little over a year ago is when I first saw him in the ring wrestling that sounds about right so that, and and the thing, another thing you just might be getting here, and this is possibly going to call back a little bit to like that Johnny Swashbuckle conversation. Again, it might not be the body that every promoter is looking for when it comes to a wrestler because he's just a lean, super skinny guy. I think TW3 is. Uh, I think TW3 is probably a little more muscular. Yes, but uh, but, he, a but, more he, height too. but he wasn't yeah. always more muscular. But I think if uh, TJ. Uh, finds a real good gimmick that he can work in the ring, he could really see a lot of those wrestling bookings work their way up. I think the problem is that people have, from the big boys, like the WWE, to it filters down, right? Shit rolls downhill. The lack of committing people to a tag team. TJ would be amazing. Oh, a great heat uh, taker. Yeah. And a tag team with a guy who's more of a catcher, a bigger guy, right? Yeah. And you put them together, TJ can work the mic, he's a little more confident. So let's say you have a bigger, brutish guy who maybe doesn't work the mic as well. You throw them together, they could be amazing. Sure. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's where that became a thing back even in the when we started watching wrestling. Well, he might be lacking one thing. Maybe it's size. Maybe it's the, the charisma. You put people together and you accentuate their strength. I mean, you had tag teams where both were equally strong, though, like Ganya and Brunzel. Oh, stop. I don't know if the microphone's picking this up, but we're recording today's show under a bowling alley. Yes. Um, my one of my big things, and this is uh, this is with him and the entire Dark Match Mafia, is since they put the name together and gotten the sh- gotten the shirts and the merchandise, I feel like I have yet to see any of them in a dark match. They've always been booked like mid card, so I think they should they, change their name to the mid card. You know how I know you're wrong? Yeah, yeah. 
Because you worked a couple of them in a dark match on a MIW show this year. Not as the dark match mafia. You gotta stop getting your head busted. Okay. Well, I just, <clears throat> I just, I just did a WWW show with them, and they were literally the match after intermission. Which I mean. So should they be called the match after intermission? The popcorn. No, the popcorn the, mafia. The mid, no, the mid card militia. And then they'll get put back to the dark match again because, you know, their, their name obviously is misleading, but they'll already have the dark match mafia shirts. I think it's So there you go. You don't waste money. Like yes. Oh, yeah. Gets a I like it. Thumbs I think up from me. Mike's All right. a great team. All right. Number 44, two more members of the dark match mafia. I forget what their tag team name stands the for. The Outcast Movement. Thank you. Movement's one Who word, by the way. I know! That's an uh, issue I've constantly had. Let me get their names out before you dump a pile of shit on them. Skyler Reed and Nell Dillinger. Who nominated them? I would assume I would it's assume a legacy. Eddie. Yeah. Of course Eddie's going to nominate them. Top five? Them. Top five? Of course! Okay. Um, but, but how many people has Eddie trained? All of them. So you're, you're five. Tank. You're top five. Uh... I obviously, I like, I, I genuinely like them as people. Just just go ahead and say it. Say what? Just say the line. I like them. There you go. Yay! <laughs> Where's like, the sound machine? Uh, it's like the Simpsons, like, say the line, Bart. Here's the thing. And I'm going to phrase this in the gentlest way I possibly can. Oh, boy. There's a lot of potential inside of that gimmick that he had, that Nell has that I don't feel like is getting used. Personally. Yeah. Like, it's a good look. There's a good seed of an idea in there. But there has to... Like, he needs to take the weirdness of that gimmick and ramp it up. Yeah. Right? Like... Like he should come out and lick the side of a woman's face. Well, here's the thing. Like, you know... I mean, that'll be ramping it up. He's got the guy with the... The bodysuit and the gimmick and the yeah, whole yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Like I said, he should be cutting these weird ass promos, right? In the back, everything should be like sepia toned, so it's like a brownish filter over it. There should be like six of those dudes, like one's just pouring water on a table, right? Like they're just standing around like living statues, and he should be saying nonsense things, right? It, it would work better because here's the thing: as a tag team, I I, I think they're fine. Right, I think you know uh, Skyler Reed is great on the mic, decent, good, good. He's good on the mic. Fair. And now, not so much. I'm going with fair. Now, not so much. I don't want now cutting promos as a, like the last couple of times he's had to do that as a singles guy. Now I had a champ. It just I. What if, so 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 that's why the going nonsensical would probably make more sense because at least you could just be like, I don't know what he's trying to do. Here. Or what if. You know, going back to what you said, David, uh, sorry, uh, Trace, Skyler Reed. Skyler Reed. He, he takes he takes that gimmick and he becomes the spokesperson, okay, for Nell Dillinger, okay. who refuses to talk. Yeah, but I, I'm all they for could, that. They could do the whisper in the ear gimmick or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, Skyler can say the nonsensical things and pepper in sure like his interpretation. Of what Nell Dillinger is telling him. And I think that works fine because then it makes it look like they're collaborating as a unit. Right. I think the problem is that with those guys, that one of the problems is that they think that they get overlooked sometimes and they feel like they've been like pushed down and held down. And 
they they need to take the chip off the shoulder. I think as a tag team, they're they're fine, right? But don't worry about where you are on the card all the time. Just you know, just be happy to be there, right? Take um, the spot on the card and turn it into whatever. You it'd be want amazing. It. Like so, it, for example, a couple of times they've been in dark matches. You've been part of these on MIAW shows. And those were, at the, at the very least, the best matches of the first half of the show, if not of the show, right? Take it, take the bull by the horns. The crowd's there. They're cheering for you. You're performing in front of them. I think at the same time, if, if they're going to they're gonna be unhappy with their current spot, it's either A, they step up their game to, des- to, make a, to get in the spot that they think they, they deserve and actually earn that, or... Maybe it's not working well with that promotion, and maybe it's just they don't have a future with you, so you need to look elsewhere. Yeah, because maybe that, and it's very maybe the promoter just doesn't get you. Well, and we're not, and we're not saying that you have to listen and you have to incorporate every piece of feedback that everybody gives you because you're gonna get bullshit feedback. Yep. But you have to understand like where where you stand fully and if you're going to stand here and just be pat to what you want to do then you got to understand that that's going to be the way it is yeah thumbs up thumbs down oh i like them i I genuinely like them i am going to be thumbs in the middle because i like one of them i'm going to give myself some heat right now i'm going to give it a thumbs down i feel like which means uh fuck them there you go uh not as people i like them as people but I really feel that they have the issue on the card because they took a perfectly good gimmick that I watched get over and they poo-pooed it with that Cougar Hunter bit because they didn't like it. But it was fucking over with that crowd in Cedarburg the time I seen it. So why wouldn't you fucking run with it? Right. All right. Like Mamula. 43 is a guy I've not seen much out of. Backwoods Brown. I'm aware of him. No opinion. No looks like, that looks like Homeless Isaac. A little bit, but so he's a Normal. <laughs> Give us a little rundown on Backwoods Brown. Backwoods Brown is another Illinois guy that wrestles like places like Northern Lights Wrestling, um, ARW Pro. Frontline? Right? Uh, another Frontline nomination. Um, he's, I think he's wrestling uh, Mr. Anderson actually coming up here for Stevens Point, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Fantastic. Yeah, I, I can't give an opinion. Yep, same. Him. I like him. I've uh, I've never seen I've never really gotten the chance to see him work, but uh, you know he, again just like with Roy Gordon, great guy in the locker room, and haven't had an issue. So I like him. much to your point too. I'm gonna try to seek out some of the guys on this list that I haven't seen because I should be diverse. And that was the whole point of this. Nobody seemed to fucking get that. Right. Because you because you see somebody on that list like, you know that. Time? Ma- what? Was it time? Uh, Later yeah. time. Okay. All right. No. Uh, but like again, like you see this list like. You know that name's popped up a couple times. Maybe I should be taking a look at this person. All right, number 42, Max Sinister Holiday. Um, Okay, so I've seen probably more Max than anybody here. Um, I like him. I like the Bruiser Brody-ish style, but he's not a crazy maniac. He actually will cut a... He's he's just a mat... He's he's, uh, over the edge for his gimmick as a regular guy. He's not like Bruiser Brody. He doesn't... Talking, whatever. I was not a big Brody fan. But I like Holiday. He's a big dude. He walks into the room or into the building or into the ring like, that's an impressive looking dude. Yep. And he can work. Um, And he gets along with everybody in the locker room at the promotion that I see him at, which is BCW. 
he was their heavyweight champion until last week. So, uh, yeah, yep. I like Max. I like him as well. And like you said, he's got a big foothold here in Wisconsin with BCW. But, I mean, at the same time, he wrestles a ton of places in Illinois, tons of places in Indiana. So, um, yeah, it's from Maryville. Yeah, so, I mean, he's well-seasoned. And so, I mean, it's for him, it's it, like he's literally working just about every single weekend. He's getting better and better and better. And when he comes in, when he was, when he was heavyweight champion, it was, you looked at him and saw, you saw him as champion. You're like, okay, yep, I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Never seen him. Never seen him. Like him. Okay. All right. Number 41, Dave Soul. Um, well, he's currently taking some time off, but um, prior to that, he was improving. Um, he was improving. He was a legacy pro. Legacy champion. pro. Did some stuff for MIAW, did yep. some stuff for MCE. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, so I, I was starting to get a better feeling about him, and then he took some time off. The only thing I would say is watch your gear. But here, it's, again, I'm going to... I mean, I sound like a broken record, and it's good. I'm sorry. Uh, Dave Soul has leaps and bounds improved himself in the ring. Mm-hmm. He can work. Mm-hmm. He can work a hell of a match. He can do it Don't really well. <laughs> I, I will say the the matches I got to see with him and Jake O'Neill for Armani, I enjoyed the matches. And he had a hell of a match with uh, with Joey Avalon yep. for Armani as yeah. well. It's hard uh, to not have a good match with Joey Avalon. Okay, well, I can do it. we could blow him later. Uh, but <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, I mean it's yeah. true. It's the, You put him in there as opposed to... Um, I'm a bad example because I'm 15 falling apart, but, I mean, some people can carry a match a little bit better. But, again, with, uh, with Dave, we're still trying to find the gimmick that's going to well, yeah, propel him. Yeah. And that's gonna happen with anything. It's 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 one of those things where if either you get on the first try and you 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 know you hit a you know, hit a home run right in the first guess. Sometimes it takes a while. You know you see you even see that in the WWE, like you know what? Like, yeah. In the improving grounds, like when they did that whole special on the NXT brand, they're talking about how Tyler Breeze had to do like six different gimmicks to get to the one that they're like, yep, that's the one. Well, I think it is fair to say though. That if you look at Dave Soul, I don't really know what the gimmick is. I don't want any music. He's uh, Super Saiyan. It's an anime thing. Yeah, it's, but it's Japanese bullshit. But who gets it? It's very if you, children. Yeah, if you watch, I mean, if you understand what Dragon Ball Z is, you'll see it. But but they call at, him a at, Power Ranger. Yeah, but at this, it, and yeah, that's so what I'm saying was, is that like. But those you, are adults. Yes. Yeah. And, and to my point though is that if you know what Dragon Ball Z is, you get the gimmick. But at the same time, there is that demographic that might not understand what he's trying to do. And, and, I, and I've had the same thing when I did the Fallout ship, you know, the gimmick like where I had the, the Pip-Boy and the helmet. People most likely are just like, what the hell is that? But then if I, at least, so if I explain what Fallout is, like, okay, so like Mad Max, and it's just, for them, that's easier to say, okay, now I know what you're talking about. But it's the same thing where... You're gonna you're gonna have a demographic that understands what your gimmick is, and a demographic yeah. that doesn't. So you have to have that in between. Yeah, there, there's there's a point where you're on an indie wrestling show, so you have to take everything down to its basest element to attract the largest amount of people to you to continue on your own development. Listen, I love you guys, but there's 50 fucking names on this list. We gotta stop writing books on everybody. All right. Like should we just go? Him. Should we just go through uh, ten here? And... No, I like him. He's fine. 
I like. All right. Very briefly, number 40, Brandon Gore, because I don't know who he is. So Brandon Gore is an academy student. He's uh, wrestling over in, like, Showtime Championship Wrestling, Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Uh, he was just recently on NXT for one of their tapings. As a did, he do, did he do MKE? Is that the same brand? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that, I saw him twice. Yeah, he came, he came up with uh, the Minnesota crew. Yeah, I like him. Great. Number 39, The Marman. Oh, this will be a good one. Uh, yeah, some guys we might spend more than a minute on. The other ones we can keep somewhat brief. Uh, Mario, been around a long time. Um, started out, it, it, well, not start out. One of his gimmicks was Super Mario. Obviously, we know what that was. Right. Changed it to the Marman gimmick. He's great in the ring, man. Like, I have always thought about doing a, if there was like a, like a promotions for horsemen. I could see him in a suit tied to cut a promo and then in wrestling gear in the main event putting on a Okay, so point the B-10s. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's he's a guy that would be an anchor in a in a in a stable if I if I had the money to pick anybody from the Midwest to start a wrestling promotion. He's leading a stable. And again, in full circle, when we put this list together, the end results were determined by popular vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is one of those cases where you see him on thirty nine, you think, oh, is he not one of the best on in the top fifty? He's absolutely. If, if this was based on talent, it yeah, would, the rankings shouldn't matter. I, I I think he's a top ten guy as far as I'm concerned in the state. I like him. Uh, he's funny. It's a yeah, funny yeah, dude okay, to have that, around. That's that too. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure he's not a big fan of working me the times that we've worked because I'm not, you're a, you know, no, you're, you're the athletic thing there. So, but generally, I think he's a good dude. I haven't seen the Marman gimmick. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So you have to you have to imagine that I've never seen that gimmick in play. All I've ever seen him do was when he was very basic Super Mario with the singlet, yeah. and then the more general Super Mario with the overalls and everything. He always puts on a good match, and like I said, I think honestly the reason that he's so low on a popular vote list is because he wrestles primarily heel. Yeah. And how? How how many times have you guys been heel and sold merch? Yeah, the thing is this: the people should take that fifty through one ranking out and not worry about it. You're on the list because your peers and your promoters thought you belonged on the list. Forget about the all the rankings determined is that one person got one more vote than another person, yeah, yeah. or two more votes, etc. Right. In this case, it, it just I I think the best way to look at this list in all seriousness, and this is one of those examples that it's. It should be, here's 50 people to look at in no particular order. Right, I, I agree. I, and, and here's the thing. If you want your people to be higher on the list, how come you're not going to the promoters who suggested you um, and telling them, hey, uh, why aren't you promoting this list for the popular vote for your fans right. on your... Yeah, again, I, I we could dwell on that forever. I don't think it matters as much. So. Um, all right, let's move on to... Uh, Jordy Lee. Jordy Lee, 38. Um, another guy, I, I think, again, a common theme as we've worked through this list is guys who have strived to improve. Yes. Um, so one of the things I noticed first physically with him is, you know, he dropped some weight mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago, became leaner, started to become more, a little more crisp in the ring. Doesn't do the comedy stuff as much anymore, at least where I see him. He's teaming with Avalon and whatnot. But I, all in all, I... I Thumbs up on him. I, I've enjoyed seeing him this year take more of the leadership role, especially like with him wrestling a lot of guys in the academy, so that he's been kind of taking the, 
the um the role here. Number thirty-seven. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, we ain't there yet. I didn't get to say anything oh, about yeah, Jordan Lee. Sorry. I think he's a big-headed prick. Oh, okay. That's been my experience with the guy. All right, fair enough. All right, thirty-seven. I like him. Great. Thirty-seven. AC Riley. Yeah, fuck him. him. Fuck him. <laughs> Great. We don't need to dwell on that one. Thirty-six. Brock Hall. I like Brock. I like Brock. I like him better in a tag team. I, I, you know, not that he's not a capable single, but I feel like as a singles guy, he's trying to figure out his gimmick. In a tag team, it seems to fit a little bit better. I've seen him in a few different variations of tags, and I just I like I'd like him to see him branch that. out more. Okay. Like I, I, you see him a lot in ACW and WPW. Yeah. Under the lights every now and then. I'd, I, he's one of those guys that I think could blend really well with like the Illinois talent, the Minnesota talent, yeah. because he's wrestled them in Wisconsin, but I'd like to see him branch out more. For sure. But I, all, all in all, I like, he's a great guy. Yeah. I mean. Because he doesn't branch out very much, I've only seen him on two occasions, one up close because I managed him in TW3 for Armani. Yeah. <laughs> forgot their tag team uh, name. Forgot the tag team name, yep. Thanks for that, Dick. Uh, don't really have an opinion on the guy. He looks solid in the ring, but I don't really know him. All right. Nothing. I like him. Okay, good. 35, Chris Black. Uh, Chris Black's one of my favorites, um, going back to the Rebels days when we were using him and Eddie and TC. And even though he's gotten older, he hasn't lost a step. I mean, he's still he's still very good. I mean, I can't say enough good things about him, so clearly I like him. Yeah, I, <clears throat> there's nobody more deserving to be getting respect and be put on this list than, than James is. Yeah. For sure. Couldn't find a nicer guy if you tried. And he's a and good I hand. I haven't tried that hard. Uh, everybody like him? Yep. All right. Yeah. 34, a guy I have no, no idea. idea. Sebastian uh, Taylor. He's another academy rookie. He had a really good year this year as far as wrestling's concerned. Yeah, feel free to chime in. if you. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. You can come. You can just break right on in here, everybody. So, so we got uh, we got Jared Jacks, who's uh, time traveling. Yeah, yeah well, he's so, going to be on our show next week, but he's going to help it's, us. It's a special here. episode, yeah. so we got to have yeah. everybody in. Back to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so no opinion. 33, Heavy Metal Lore. No, don't know. This is Minnesota, right? It's another Minnesota guy who wrestles mainly for, like, for in Wisconsin, Midwest All-Star, and Showtime. Who's Midwest All-Star? Uh, that's... Is that Eau Claire? That's Eugene. That's Eugene's, I believe. Yes. In, no, that's that's not. that's Midwest All-Pro. Oh! Uh, Mid- pardon me, Doc. Midwest All-Star, uh, they do shows in St. Paul, and they do shows in Hudson, Wisconsin. Okay. All right. All right. 32, Roadhouse. James Vincent. Okay, I know you guys have personal might ha- might have personal issues. I have do no, not. What personal issues? I have no issues with Roadhouse. I, I love Roadhouse. My only issue with Roadhouse is he can't stay healthy, and that's not his fault. He's got knees, he's got shoulders, but when he's healthy, man, he's an impressive big guy. He's an old school big guy. Yeah. You don't see enough of those guys, right? So when he walks in again, he's like much like we talked about Max Holly, like holy shit, look at this dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's big as shit, and he can work. But I just would love to have him get, like, a two-year run of being healthy. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I like the guy. Yeah, I pitched a great gimmick for him in River City where he's – I guess it's a great angle where he's this big, impressive dude, and he always threatens people, but then he refuses to work when he was not yeah. healthy. And it didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to. He couldn't keep coming because, I guess, you know, yeah, right. he's not coming if if Stacy's not coming. Yeah, of course. So. <clears throat> All right. Everybody I like him. Yeah, Thirty-one, Cal Creed. Well, I enjoyed working with him when I did work with him. So 
He's. I think this year, this past year, he's definitely come out of his shell a lot more. When when he started out, he was very shy, timid, wouldn't really want to talk much. But now you see him joking around and being more. Uh, he more vocal in the ring now that he's been doing the Cal Creed gimmick versus the Trey Blackman gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that he's grown exponentially in this in this past year. So tons of growth, tons of growth. And I think that you could probably take a little, you and, and Regner can take a little credit for helping him find a little bit of himself there, which is nice. Yeah, I like Cal a lot. I've seen him twice. I liked him when I saw him. He's got a bright future. I know that he grew based on the fact that he made Nick Corpse once. Oh. And look who we got just oh, in time. Oh, number oh, 30. Fuck that, fuck that asshole. Fuck that asshole. He's an asshole. Fuck that guy. You know, as you've gone through the list, so far there's only one person. Actually, no, this is the... The person that I've known the longest is is Jared, um, and I enjoyed the hell out of him back in 1999 when we were goofing around at Rebels, and he's only gotten better and better and better. I'll say it to your face, man. I like you. Thank you. Oh, you're gonna make me blush. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm cool to be on the list. Yeah, I didn't, honestly didn't even know a vote was taking place. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I heard a lot of guys were really bent out of shape yeah. about this list. That's why we're doing let's it. Let's just yeah. get it out there. A lot of guys were bent out of shape about this list. And I thought it was kind of funny myself that people got so upset about it. Yep. Because me, I'm confident in my abilities and I know where I stand in my heart and in my mind. And that's all that matters. You know, I don't yeah. need a list to tell me where I stand. I honestly think if I had to pick, I'm top five all day. You know, that's just my opinion. But, you know, you can't control other people's view of you. You know what I'm saying? You can just go out there and work hard and do your own thing. That's what I've tried to do my whole career. I got one complaint. I don't see you enough down here, man. Uh, What's going on? I'm supposed to be coming back for ICW in the Milwaukee's Best Tournament in May. So I will be coming back to Milwaukee. And I have done some stuff for MKE Wrestling here in Milwaukee. So I've been here sparingly, but not not like I used to be in... In past years, yeah. We got a whole other episode to talk about. Yeah, and 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 I and then we can talk about how I saddled you with having a team with me and Russ. <laughs> All right, um, we like him. We like twenty nine. Sean, Sean Bruce. Ah, uh, fuck that guy. No, okay, no, I like Sean. I love, Sean. I love Sean. No, I'll just say fuck that guy because he got fucking blood on my new fucking tights I just got. Working, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Sean is to me. Now you talk about growth in the five, almost six years. Um. But he just keeps dedicating himself. Now he, he dedicated himself to get physically yeah, he's fit. In great and look at how he looks now. Yep. He looks in great shape. And it's, it's parlayed into him being more athletic in the ring. And he's just, no matter what, six years in the business, and it hasn't jaded him yet, man. He's still a super nice guy, and he's great in the ring. I, Quality I, dude. Yeah, Thank God true. he remembered to stand straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Number 28, Stacy Shadows. Stacy Shadows, now. Uh, I don't want this to sound like an insult because it's not. Man, she wrestles like a dude. <laughs> like she can go, she can go toe to toe. She does can. now for Frank. Yep. Toe to toe, toughest, baddest person in the state. She can go toe to toe with any of them. Well, like Jesse says on commentary, one bad bitch. Excellent, <laughs> excellent work, excellent worker, and it's almost to her detriment that now we're getting this influx of all these real tiny. Women, women yeah. in because yeah. now she doesn't have like the people that really she can't be in a women's division. No, so now she's she, her and Melanie Cruz are tag team champs for BCW yeah. because 
Who hey. can go toe to toe with them, right? I mean, they're too big. <laughs> I mean, and I mean that not not right. You I mean, know what I'm saying? They're, they're, like, yeah. they're like, like they're girls, they're ladies that can whoop some ass. And, yep. You know, a lot of these tiny girls that go in there, you put them in there with those two, it's not really gonna be believable that they have a chance because they just that's a lot of women. That's again, she doesn't get her due as being basically, and don't take offense to this if you hear it, Stacy, the mother of women's wrestling in this. Area. Yeah, because it was dead. It was dead oh, wow. before yeah. she came. Yeah, before <laughs> her and Melanie for a long, it was just her and Melanie. Yeah, for the longest. Now and again, speaking of people that evolved their gimmick, she, she basically got an idea for Ring of Honor, and then she took the ball and ran with it. Yeah, right. Twenty-seven. Rough crossing. Rough, rough crossing. Now this is now, now. I'm gonna say this for all you promoters out here. This is a dude that I've been around all these years, and I've been yet to work with this guy. Are and you I've been, what? Yes, I have been craving. To work with Rough Cross. Even right? I've worked Rough Cross. That's what I'm I have not the guy can yeah. go. I love watching him work. He is he's very entertaining. He's an old school heel. I love watching Rough. I want to work with Rough one day. So if there's anybody out there who has control of a book, make it happen. About five years back, he and Dave Bell were in a feud with me and Lane. Uh we had like five matches and he actually made me look passable. So we must be pretty damn good. Thumbs up. I wanna know how Rough is still in this area and not working for a, a big company. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. 26. Tyler Sullivan. Love Tyler. And again, that's another dude that has definitely he evolved his character. Very like he he went from doing the ice cream man gimmick to talking about moving to doing the heel stuff, got you know, to partner up with uh Kevin Sullivan and yeah. Uh only only knock on him the softest handshake in wrestling. <laughs> no, nope, nope, I have a different knock. I have a different knock on Tyler okay. Sullivan. He likes Pearl Jam. Fuck Pro Jam's great. Stop. <laughs> Tyler Sullivan hates me, so fuck him. Okay. There you go. Whoa. What? Why does he hate you? That's a gimmick. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Don't number, make me ruin the number game. Number 25, Red Goldsteins. Oh, the Mondo boys. Uh, from Mondo. The Mondo boys, oh, yeah. Okay. Those dudes are weird. I've never know. seen them. They're yep, weird. Same. They're weird. Uh, 24, Coda Jacobs. I will say that of all the Academy guys, I feel like he's the one that is more uh, aggressive about trying to get his name out there more. Yes. Because a lot of Academy guys you see stay in Minnesota, which is fine if that if they're trying to get their footing. I'm not knocking that. Um, the only time you really see them in Wisconsin really is for Showtime and for Midwest All-Star because they have the partnership with the with the Academy. But where, whereas Coda will go to Armani Show, he'll go to MKE, he'll go to Under the Lights, he'll come to Lacrosse. He literally will message anyone and everywhere and say, hey, I'd like to work with you. How can we make that happen? To his detriment, to the point, right? Because Ken hasn't always been cool with that. He actually, but, Yeah, he actually got heat for saying, for going to places and literally working anywhere. Because that means working good places and bad places. Mm-hmm. But the same, so it, it's a mix of, great, he's getting experience, but he's just working guys that are not exactly in the highest caliber. Guys that wouldn't be on the top 50 in any scenario. I don't know. No, you're sitting with one of them, so. I like him. He's a good kid. Yeah, I like him. Gets I like better him. every time I see him. I like him. Yeah. 23. Is it Kara or Kara? 
Kara. Kara no, uh, I figured. Yeah, I figured. I don't know. It's a pun. So it doesn't rhyme. You know her? Uh, I saw her once. Right. Uh, I've been in a locker room. She seems nice. I've never seen her work, though, so I can't really. Right, we'll oh, on. yeah. I mean, she's, she, she fits right in. She she fits right in with the Sierras, with the Vanessa Azures, no, with... Uh, oh, 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 uh, oh, right uh, then, okay. 22, <laughs> how you really feel. <laughs> 22 is a tag team. It's The Pack. It's Damon Knight and Chris Redcloud. Damon uh, Knight I've heard of. I'm, I'm sorry. No disrespect. Never heard of Chris Redcloud. Uh, Chris Redcloud, this has got to be... Is this, this a, is dark a Dark Child? child that's that's an right. I'm going to pass. It's a hard pass. So it's, here's yeah. my question on this list. And I'm not trying to shit on these people. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. No, did, save that for me. Did, <laughs> did, I'm coming. Did Dark Child was Dark Child the promoter who said, "I have people on this list. Here's my fans. Vote for them." Did, like, did, are, did Dark Child put over your list? Run for mayor with list. his crowd for for his wrestling. Honestly, on the list. I I think really the only promotion that really did that was ACW. That okay. they actually promoted the list and av- and plugged it really to any extent. But other is that than bad? Is, are you, is there no, a- I'm not no, saying that, it's not bad. But I, I mean, I, I'm I'm saying that ACW was that, hey, some of your ACW favorites have are on this list. Cast your votes. Sure. But really, no other promotions out of those 16, 17 because promotions really. I'm going to tell you this: if I were promoting. Okay, even though the the rankings don't matter, because just to be honest with you, if one of my guys was number one, I'd be fucking working the shit out of that. Yeah. You know, what Lane? I think what Lane is trying to convey. There are people on this list. I would put that a These buck. guys are at twenty two, while guys like Mario and right, but that's why we're not Jared paying attention to the and rankings. Chris Black. I, I hear you. Okay. But old fucking great Kali face over oh. here. I never seen this fucking guy a day in my life. <laughs> and David Knight sucked. Four years ago. I hope he got better, but he sucked four years ago. I mean, and let's just point out that you have buried the heat. Yes. <laughs> I don't play around over here. Right, okay. uh, 21 right, is the Players Club, Shane Hills and Jake Cash. Okay, let me ask you this. Oh, I love them both. I love both those guys. Well, I do too. I used to tag with Cash back in the day. But so. throughout the year, throughout last year, TW3's been a member of the Players Club in MKE with Jake Cash. Chris Bogger's been a member of the players. The, nom- the nomination was made when Ben was doing the book for WPW. Okay. And it was the carnation of them as the tag champs. So it's specifically these. Specifically two. that okay. incarnation. Well, then I'm going to say this. I've seen Jay Cash. I like him. I haven't seen Hills since. since I mean, I haven't seen Hills in a while. I mean, I used to see him a lot when he was. So I can't give an opinion because I haven't seen him yeah. work in yeah. a while. Shane, Shane is very much. He wants to stay in his neck of the woods. Well, which is Which yeah. is fine. And then to. Cash's credit, he's also been wanting to branch out Cash more. Cash has been everywhere this year. I had the pleasure of wrestling the first frontline match ever with him, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm not, by no means am I shitting on Hills. What I'm just saying is I haven't seen him in a while. I sure. can't give an opinion on that though, that grouping, but I like J.K. Your thoughts? I haven't seen either of them work for 15 years. so Dude. I guess, I, I guess, I mean, I, I'm out. But, I mean, like, I I am very thankful for Shane Hills and for giving me, uh, a, you know, running camps with me when I was breaking in. So, from that point, I like them. Okay. Stall, because I fucked the list up. Okay. Yeah, 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 I watched him. Fucked up. I watched him do it. Yeah, got it back. All right. Got it back. Number 20, TW3. 
Uh, yeah, I like T-Dub. I, I think <clears throat> T-Dub, in the beginning, when I first met him a few years ago, was a little bit more hard-headed when it came to people giving him advice. Not me, anyway, but just witnessing. And he seems to have lowered his guard a bit. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy in the ring. Uh, I think he's matured. I mean, we all mature as people. I yeah. think he's matured as a person, and that's helped him uh, continue to grow in the ring as well. I like yeah, I like him. I think uh, I think TW3 is real solid in the ring. I think he's real tired of being married to me at MIAW, so he'll probably be very happy to see that I'm not on the next show. There you go. Yeah, I love Tommy. I've worked with Tommy a lot. I've tagged with Tommy before. You know, we tagged for a little while ICW, and it was fun time. So, I mean, I like Tommy. You better say that name right. What name right? 19. Uh, number 19, Gary Song Creed. Uh, well, Garrison. Garrison. He'll tell you how good he is. Just ask him. <laughs> the one thing I, I don't like about him is that he's, he, the only reason he has the A in his name is because he got shirts made for his Canadian his trip to Canada. Do they put an A in Garrison in Canada? No. <laughs> no. What happened is that the shirt printer fucked up the the shirt order. So he didn't so want instead to... of him just saying, you well, I can't sell these, he's just like, okay, I'll just add an A, an a to my name. It'll be unique. No, it's stupid. <sighs> I don't know him personally. I've seen him work. He's solid in the ring. He looks like a million bucks, but... He's always been nice to me. Lex Luger looked like a million. He's always, he's always uh, been I, I've worked with him. I can say personally, he's solid in there. He, he, he He's good. You know? I've, I've worked him before at ICW. I've, I like working with him. That, Mc, that McGee like... kid that was going to be the next Hulk Hogan looks solid. Tits McGee? No. They found that match. Yeah, they did. Oh, they found that match. Yeah, yeah. The Tommy yeah. Gee-Bret Hart match. Somebody has a tape of it. All right. 18, Devlin Kane. Fuck him. Fuck him. I like TJ. I don't. I see him, but I don't see him enough down here. But I do get to see him when I go up to the places. I loved the tag. See, was the thing. Another guy, great. Him and Isaac as a tag team. Yep. That was great. That's a great gimmick, right? That was a, a great, great gimmick. gimmick. That's a great gimmick. And, and I don't know why they're not doing that much. Alcoholism. Okay. I've always had the same complaint about TJ, and I always will, is that he's not vocal in the ring. Yep. He makes no sound almost. Well, like but his contact makes yeah, noise. Yeah. But he never grunts. He never. Oh, I see. Makes yeah, any true. sort of. Like, I think. I think there's finally enough people <clears throat> in recent months to, that have basically been getting on him to try to do that, and I think he's trying to make that effort. But it's for him. It's a matter of not doing something for years and years and years and trying to break that. It's back. a habit. Yeah. If I were doing the studio show that I always talk about him, Isaac, and one other guy who's kind of a beast with a manager who can also work, and that's their four-man today. All right. 17, Vanessa Azure. Um, I think she's a very solid worker. She's gotten better and better. She's fallen out of favor with some of her own folks, and that's maybe not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, she's been branching out well. She's been going other places. She's been getting her name out there. Um, I guess the only advice I would have for her is don't stop trying to learn. Thinking about tomorrow. And don't stop trying to think about tomorrow. Yeah, don't stop trying to learn because, yeah. I mean, you know, she's still in the very early stages of her career, and I think the sky's the limit. And in her early stages, she's been branching out a lot more. Right. Again, this is a top 50 of wrestlers inside the state of Wisconsin wrestling in Wisconsin but even in this year she's branching out a lot more to other places in the Midwest she's going to California here in the summer to wrestle a few shows so you know again you like you said like she fallen out of favor of some places but you know just because that happens it's not always the ba- a bad thing and my 
piece of it. Well, the piece of advice I have for her today that hopefully won't get me any heat uh, is is don't get caught working the same people all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Find new people to work. Right. Don't grow contempt. Right. You know, I'm just going to say that's not as easy for the ladies. It's not. It, it is. is. Not, You're true not. about that. She's got a trap. Because one of the things I never like with the dudes is when they're like, yeah, hey, come, you're coming up. Yeah, bring another guy with you and I'll have you work. Well, we've worked each other a thousand times. Give me some, how do you get better if I don't get to work with someone else? Right, hey. right. But you don't get stories that way either. Mm-hmm. Stories are really what you're in it for. 16, Adam Grace. Okay. Uh, dick face. <laughs> no, I like Adam. <laughs> he I, knows I, why I call him dick face. You know why I'm calling you dick face, Adam. Yeah. I think Adam yeah, Grace, man. I mean, he's still, what, 22, 23? Man, the sky's the limit for that dude. And some people, and he's grown, he's trying to grow up. I mean, early on, some people, some promoters have had some stories about him being, kind of playing big time. But he's getting better at that. Look, we were all 18 at one point. I mean, we all thought we were big time. But I, he's always been great with me. Even when I accidentally called him by his shoot name as a ring announcer, and he didn't even get, he was like, hey, you called him by my shoot name. <laughs> he, he wasn't even mad about it. I, I think he's a great kid, man. I really do. Yeah, I think that some of those stories are valid, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think that Brandon overall is a good dude. He's trying to look out for himself, I think, <laughs> and it, which is fair, because you have to. But... But he's gonna he's gonna find his way and he's gonna be a big star for a long time. Listen, man, if I looked like he looked at eighteen, man, I would think my shit didn't stink either. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but that's just that's just being on the real, right? You gave for him? No. No, but but I can also call him a good kid because he's like I don't know, fucking seven years younger than my son. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a kid to me, man. <laughs> I mean. All right, fifteen. I'm going to need some help on this one. That's Riley. Riley. No, Riley. I can read it. I don't know him. Riley oh, Jackson. I've worked with him one time in ICW. and like uh, Dolph Lundgren's story. love child. I was going to say that. Dude looks a lot like little Dolph Lundgren. Over Does he get announced as Dolph Lundgren's love child? Because he he that's a fucking gimmick. That should be his fucking gimmick. He wrestles mainly Showtime, Midwest All-Star. <laughs> That'll be a lot of theme for the a lot of the Academy guys. Um, but he's also making the branch out to like MKE and ICW. Um, he's actually like, when we were recording this, he'll be in the uh, death match uh, for non death match wrestler tournament. So that's an inter- that's an interesting yeah. idea. Uh, number fourteen, Nathan Gust, and I'm jumping right out of the gate right now. I want to say that Nathan Gust is a real nice guy. I think he's capable in the ring. I think it's absurd that he's ranked fourteenth in this list. Um, again, I'm not, I can't, the numbers mean shit to me, so I'm not even addressing it. Um, I do think that he has gotten better at understanding what his limitations are in the ring and then catering his style to that. He plays those strengths out of his weaknesses. Correct. He plays the kind of, a little bit out of control, quasi-deathmatch, because he doesn't do the deathmatch stuff, but mm-hmm. because, again, he, he realizes that he's not going to give you a chain wrestling clinic, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I've always... I had a couple matches with him. They went well about five, six years ago, and I was still working. I think he's a good dude. I like. He's he's a good locker room leader, for, especially at ACW. He's mm-hmm. been a guy that helps get the younger kids to kind of keep their head on their shoulders and keeps them grounded. Um, and again, the the rankings. It, it, uh, he's one of those guys that was nominated through ACW, and ACW went out yeah, the gate pushed, saying, yeah, "Here, here are the guys that are ACW talent. You know, vote for your favorites and represent ACW." So. You know, is he going to be top 14 of talent? 
I don't think even even he thinks no, that. I, he probably doesn't think he belongs no, in the top fifty. He, he probably doesn't even think he deserves to be on this list. Yes. But he definitely does. But uh, just because of the uh, people to highlight in the state of Wisconsin, I always thought that Nathan Gus has been a workhorse. And even if it's not in the ring, he's also one of those guys that he will help tear down rings yeah. that he's not even booked yeah. on. Absolutely. He'll pay a ticket, and then after the show's over, he'll tear down Absolutely. the ring. Absolutely. I don't want anybody to think that was a slight what I said. No, we don't. I, we just, don't. I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Number 13, Chase, Chase McCoy. McCoy. Oh, I like Chase. Again, I've Chase, worked with Chase so many yep. times, a lot over the years. So love I love Chase. Nothing to say about Chase. I like Chase. Chase is probably the first dude, outside of maybe Horace the Psychopath, who I've really seen get into his gimmick and really fucking live his gimmick. Yeah, he doesn't yep. He doesn't like, slip, because sometimes guys will slip a little bit. Yes. When he's out there... There's no, there's no breaking. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and then he changed his gimmick because he realized he was pigeonholing himself into one style, and he changed his gimmick to actually change the way he works. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a Which great is, move to have him be the leader of Delirium yep. in ECW. That was the shot in the arm that faction. Right, made. because you had four rookies who were st- trying to find their way, mm-hmm. and they were playing these crazy dudes, and it's like, all right, you need a veteran here. Yep. I can't think of a better veteran. Than I got to see Delirium when they debut, but then once I saw that Chase was with them, I was like. That's perfect. That makes sense, yeah. All right, number 12. Tag team. Tag team. Move. Move. Sorry. Swaggle and Nick Colucci. Interesting about Colucci. So, um, Colucci is back working for BCW now. Yep. Um, which I never thought would happen. I remember Colucci on a WOW show with him, uh, the Dream Police, Dylan, and um, I'm forgetting who the fifth were. And I, I met these kids. I'm like, who the are these kids and they're all still wrestling which is really cool Colucci is one of my favorite because I like his aggressiveness in the ring and you know Dylan I mean shit, I remember Dylan at SSW when we were outside at the Oak Creek Legion Legion yeah so yeah. to see what he'd been able to come and I don't care because people will shit on him and go well he only got to WWE because he had this specific he still got there man and he stayed yeah, yeah. there were a lot of other guys they could have got that were his size to play that role Oh, yeah, and tons of them all over the place. Right. So, you know, it's easy for people to shit on anybody who gets a little bit of success. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good for him. I'm going to say this. I'm going to just put it out there. I love Nick Colucci. We've worked together a lot. Me and Dylan have had our personal issues over the past. I'm not going to dive into that. I'm just going to say, though, that's been squashed. I mean, as far as them being number 12, I've only seen them work like... Maybe on two different shows because we're not booked together a yeah, lot, yeah. so I really can't comment on whether I think they deserve to be number twelve or not. You know, that's you know that's not either mm-hmm. there. I'm just gonna say I, I like Nick Kalusha and me and Dylan have squashed our beef. Yep. Eleven dysfunction. Ah uh, man, you talk about it. Uh, that's my dude, my yeah. boy, my yep. boy. So there's so we talked about how long I've known Jared. I probably bet. Kurt, right around that same time, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Because Frank was training them. Sometimes he'd use our training center to to. Get you know, get him in there and get some work, man. To do what he's done, I mean, traveled all over the country, uh, did some stuff for a while at the Juggalos, got some national exposure with that. Runs his own shows, runs the, helps book up in WPW, and he's just always around. And no matter what, you know, and it, you know, personal way, people have had some personal things with Kurt. I never have, but he's always there, man. Like you yep. put on, he puts on a match, and there's never a time. 
I, and I've seen him work so many fucking times because I do all the ring announcing now. And I'm out there. I see everybody's match. There's never a time I walk away and go, man, that was a little disappointing. There's never a time where I look at a match that he's in and like, Mm, and I don't know. And also, he's he's extremely selfless because you know again he he runs ICW, mm-hmm. so it'd be really easy for him to put, put the belt yeah, on it'd, himself. It'd be easy to put him in a spot yeah. where he's he has all the belts. He's booked every single match in the main event. But again, while we're recording this, where there's two shows going on, he's not working either one of them. And in most cases for ICW, he'll only book himself in a match because somebody can't make it and. He's like, well, I didn't want to be in this match, but I'll put myself in because the show needs something in, in there. He is getting to that age, though, psychologically, where he's going to, because he's already done it from time to time I've seen on social media, where he's not sure if he wants to keep doing it, if he wants to do less, and then now he's doing more. Like, you're going to get, you get in that weird spot, yep. you know, where you're like, how much more of this do I want to do? Yeah. And then you miss it when you dial it back a little bit. So where your body battle- starts to give up on yeah, you. Yeah, so he'll be battling some of that for the next 10 years. And I, I, just to say this about Kurt, we've had a couple people in here, and they have said that he is like the smoothest, easiest person to work yeah. with, and you can't take that away from him. Right. Nobody can take that away from him. Yeah. So that's that's a huge compliment. He gets a lot of respect from the people that have worked with him. I've worked with him a lot. That's, he's done a lot for my career. We'll get into that later, but like that's my dude. Number ten, Aesop Mitchell. Is it time for my bi-weekly Dave blowing? Sure. Here we go. So now this is going to be the opposite <clears throat> version of what we kind of talked about at the back end of the list, where you got a lot of guys who are maybe pretty good in the ring, or maybe clicked a little bit in the ring, like your Dave Souls or 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 the such, where they really start to get it, but they don't have a gimmick. Yeah. This is a dude who came in and he had the strong gimmick and he has the idea, but now you're going to get into this really crazy, dangerous part where in the next couple years, eventually in the ring, it's going to click. Mm-hmm. And not only is he going to be... I think it's already started to. Yeah. He, he's going to be having the gimmick that's already set, already in place, and then his matches are always going to be top-notch. And then you're going to have a really, really crazy, dangerous, awesome wrestler that's going to be able to do whatever the hell he wants. Sure, and and while I don't project him to be a, uh, like a future WWE guy, he's a guy who can be an indie star, like all over the place. He's like a guy yeah. that gets... A lot of his fame from the, just being on the internet. Right, and because just, the gimmick's good, he's great on the mic, and like... A viral Lane, sensation, there yeah. you go. and like Lane said, it, it, when he ratchets up that one next level, this guy could be the one. He, uh, I got to see him at Comedy Sports uh, for New Year's Eve, and a couple, I think there was a show before that, and honestly, after seeing him on doing the Comedy Sports stuff, mm-hmm. once you see him perform in that capacity, you're like... That's why. Dude, improv is hard. Yeah. It's hard. But he went in with improv and then got into right, wrestling. Right. So for him, the, the, the charisma and the character development, most people don't have that ability when they start wrestling, and he already walked in with that. Absolutely. Number nine, porn stash, Peter Schwann. One, one of my faves. Like, yeah. I mean, seriously, one of the great guys. Um, can have great conversations with him about... Social stuff, politics, sports, and wrestling. Um, Favorite porn sites? Well, I, I haven't well, of course. Of that. Mm-hmm. But he, he's a guy who's good in the ring. He, he, he brings out the best in his, his, in his opponents, and he always brings his A game, and I, I like it. I still really love the combination that SMU we had with him and Roadhouse together. 
like that HBK diesel combination that worked really well for that environment. I would have liked it better if he'd have beat the shit out of that J Dog fuck that stepped him with the <laughs> Hit him chair. Hit him with the chair on the edge. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. Man. Uh, Dave, yeah. just a nice dude. Good dude to have around. He doesn't get in anybody's way. Doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. Doesn't bring the show down. But he'll give you his input. But yeah, he will. If you ask. Yep. You ask. Hey, what'd you think? Say, all right. If you, I'll give it to you straight. If you want to hear it. Yep. You know, if you don't want to hear it, don't ask, right? Mm-hmm. So, Number eight, Colin Brooks. I like seeing Colin on this list a little bit ahead of Brandon, actually, because I feel like he doesn't get as much credit because I, he definitely gets genetied in that group. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he gets, he, yeah, he he gets genetied in that group. I, I, yeah, yeah. I Let's just be Yeah, honest. well, Colin's a little bit smaller. A little bit smaller. Let's. For early on, didn't have the didn't bring the charisma like he did when he started doing some of the solo stuff with the Young Money. So it was Brandon who would take more of the, and and, and Colin would take more of the. Well, I'll just go in there and do my thing. But yeah. he's branched out a little bit. I mean, them splitting and and doing their own thing has helped both of them. And it's gonna help both of them yeah. continue down the road. Agreed. Number seven, Logan Lynch. Like Logan, yeah, worked him a bunch of times. Again, similar, similar to Aesop, so he's got a gimmick, right? Now when he ratches it up, the the in he's got the gimmick, he's got the he's look. He's got the look. But yeah. when the when the psychology, when the theory matches the look and the gimmick, yeah. So here's here was my knock on him, and it's gotten better. He's gotten better, a lot better. But in the beginning, he was one of those guys that would strike me as a guy who was caring too much about the exact nuances of his gimmick. Than what he was putting out in the ring, like make sure you say this. Okay. Make sure you do. Like, dude, go out there and do match. Right. Man, I got this. Right. But now that's caught up. So now in the ring, he's he's good. But in the beginning, he was still a little bit raw. And I'm like, don't don't worry about the nonsense shit about like when they cue my music. Go out there and do a great match first. Now he's doing good matches, and now it's all coming together. I'd like to see him branch out more. Um, I definitely think that if he got if he was able to get out. Out of uh, like out of front line, out of ACW, he definitely would skyrocket. He he's definitely one of those guys that he needs to wrestle mm-hmm. new people and hey, like our good friend Brian. Though sometimes it's hard to push the the bird out of the nest, man. No, and I, I, and I agree with that. But I think that I think if he if he's if he's out of that nest, yeah. he's gonna do great. I still remember hearing that when he did the uh, Ring of Honor dojo, and they were giving him a bunch of critique, like. How long have you been wrestling for? Oh, only a year and a half. Meanwhile, everybody in the dojo was in this in this camp was 10, 15 years in. Yeah. So for them hearing, oh, okay, a year and a half, that explains that explains a lot of that now. But everybody's like, wait, what? Yeah. They were like, because he was keeping up with everybody else, yeah. and it was just little new, like little small nuance things. Big match coming up with him and John Morrison on the twenty seventh of April. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch that. Uh, Riley, you might have to help me out with the last name. It's the Dark Prophet. Sorry, number six, the Dark Prophet, Orin Vate. Beat. Beat. Like beat. It's beat. Like beat with a beat. Okay, so I've seen him work a couple times for MKE when I was working with them before I got replaced by Melissa. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've seen him once at Kurt's shows, but the problem with Kurt, I, I love Kurt shows. Sundays suck for me, man. I can't yeah. get there. Anyway, um, so I, I like his in-ring stuff. I'll be honest, man, I'm not a fan of his gimmick, but that's just a personal thing. And I don't think his gimmick's bad. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea. He's, so, again, it's it, with, with ICW, 
MKE. He also wrestles like with the Academy guys, uh, Midwest All Star, and uh, no, just Midwest All Star. Um, but you know, at the same time, because of him accepting the the deathmatch style of wrestling that he does, yeah. he's getting booked pretty much all over the country. He's doing a lot of innovative things. He's he's getting a lot of notoriety. Again, we talk about like being the guy that's famous on the internet so yeah you know it'll be one of those things where i'll be scrolling on facebook and hey look at orin vite do the orin v do this yeah. with the, the like tube fan yeah no no it's stuff. working for him yeah. i just i just don't care for the pentagram drawing yeah no. because yeah. jesus it doesn't matter what is it what do you care what some people have yeah. is, is it the is the devil pentagram or is it like the wicked one it's fucking sunday and he can't touch you <laughs> jesus number five ben mccoy I like Ben. I do. I I know there's some people who do have issues with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not one of them. I like Ben. He's always tried to help me out in my career, and I can appreciate it. But I can see where other people would have issues with yeah. him. I can't see that. I appreciate his journey back. I really do. I enjoy... His stuff in the ring. I like the dark turn he took, at least in ACW. I know he's doing that everywhere. It's kind of a harder edge gimmick. Um, so yeah. I don't think he does that in Frontline because that's his home of promotion. Course, of so. course. Of but course. that's understandable of why you wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't say anything bad about his in ring work. No. Always been nice to me. Yeah. I don't have an issue with Ben. I got to wrestle him not this past year, but the year prior. Um and I had a had a fun match with them and I'd yeah. love to get him on the show for a special double issue edition. It would have to be. Um, <clears throat> number four, sadist. Man, Steve is I caught awesome. That. I, caught that. I, uh, <laughs> I caught that last one. <laughs> it took a second, but was that guy like, wait a minute, he just played one eight on us. <laughs> I, I think Steve is great and now he's he's retired or semi retired again. Um, another one of those guys, so I was, I, he was a guy when I first met him seven, eight years ago at ECW, thought he, he had everything it took to get to whatever that next level is, whether it was Ring of Honor, or there was no AEW at the time, but AEW, because he's big, he can work, he's fucking nice as shit. Yep. Um, he's a leader in the locker room. Yes. He's everything you would want. Like, if you're putting a fed together and you can pluck a guy like Sadist, and put him in there as your as your 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 monster big guy because he's so good a in the locker room and b in the ring. I you know the the sad part about guys taking some time out of retirement is you just don't get to see them, but you learn to appreciate yep. what you're not seeing. I'm I'm I am glad to hear that he still wants to be involved with wrestling more so with the the training aspect. Um, when I when I was talking to him when he was uh, planning to to walk away from wrestling. He at the Dojo Pain. He wants to be the guy that teaches how to cut a promo, and he does he does great with production, with yes. getting the word out with promos and everything. So I feel like any new person, any really anybody, can really benefit from having a guy like Steve that knows how to cut promos, and this is how you can improve on that. 100%. Doesn't need to be as nice of a guy as he is. He didn't need to be in the business and be that nice. He could have gotten real far by not being a nice guy. Yeah. But. Yeah, funny story about say this. One of his first uh, introductions in the business was uh, he was uh, getting beat down by me and Mace while we were the UAT shooting yep. dice in the back at an ACW promo. So that was that was just fun where to see where he started out as just being a guy that 
You know, it was just an extra. Then he came to be the monster status. And mm-hmm. I wish he would wreck him. I've I, I never gotten a one-on-one match with him. I mean, I've worked with him in, like, multi-person matches and stuff, but I've never gotten, like, a one-on-one match with him. And that's something I've... Oh, kind of sad about so I don't know if you guys saw, but he he did a rough spot for Frontline at Two Rivers recently. So do you think that's kind of that slippery slope that he? Because he said he's done, but do you do you think he actually is done, or do you think it's like in like do you expect in a year's time like you know I'm just gonna do one show? Well, I think that's I'm gonna, gonna and then the one show becomes two two and then it, that's what you're gonna see from because if I know if from what I understand and this might be me speaking out of turn and I'm not trying to say anything. Negative. The reason he stopped is because he's got recurring injuries that have basically stopped him from being able to get the chance to go to WWE in the past. Yeah, yeah. And that's and so he kind of was like, if if I'm not going to make it to that top level, what's the point of keep going and keep destroying? Well, he my did body? say to, he did say to me that well, not that specifically, but like, hey, how many guys get to like leave and still be as intact physically as you? Right. As realistically you can be, right? Leave on a high note opposed to just yeah, running yourself down. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, no, he's he's great and I'll always be fond of, of what so, Steve did. So we're getting into the top three here. Um, I got to be coming up soon. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. get there. We'll get yeah, there. We'll see. All right. Number three is the last lady on the list. It's or first lady. C- well, technically. Depends on how you're reading the list. The list. Yeah. Sierra. Um, I think I'm just going to be straight, man. I mean, Sierra is going to go far. Sierra, she already is going far. Right. I mean, she's already doing stuff for Shimmer. She's and, well on her way, yeah. Yeah. She's really developed. Yeah. My biggest my biggest concern with her when she was first starting, especially, is how, can her body... Because she takes... I mean, she was wrestling Stacy every, every month at least. Could her body take it, right? Right. Could she hold up? She had a little bit of a shoulder thing for a while that got better. Um, as long as she can take the physicality of it, she's going to go far. She Okay, so let's forget about the fact that she's a great wrestler. The way she changed the gimmick from, you know, the sweet, you know, young, fresh-faced rookie to evil Sierra. Right. To the millennial thing she does from time yeah. to time. Yeah. Branching out. I mean, and she hits it out of the park every time. And so I, I will be surprised if five years from now... That she's not gone on to bigger and better things. I would agree. And yeah, and, and again, we've we've already said that you know with Shimmer, with a bunch of promotions she's wrestling for, she's getting out there. She's making the round. She's getting getting her name, her character, her her entire brand out there. Right. So I mean, it's it's just like with with like Logan Lynch, where you know the more that the more that her, she branches out, the more she's going to get noticed, and then. It'll be one of those things where there's a huge announcement that she signed, and nobody's going to be surprised. And I think if, and no disrespect to her, but if Smiley Kylie Ray can get signed by AEW, there's no reason that we won't see stuff like that. From and again, if you look at, if you break it down, it's just that Kylie has more time in the business yeah, than Sierra. I, I I'm not. So, I'm not. As no, no. I'm, I'm, not I'm not saying that you're disrespecting. I'm just saying that. If if Kylie Ray's gotten signed already, and really one of the differences it really is just experience and uh, time time in the wrestling business. It's only a matter of time till she gets to that point, and then also gets signed. Yeah. All right. So like her. Her. I don't like her. Oh, I do. I do like her. Sorry. 
Right, cool. You guys were really going She's really grown. I mean, I had the opportunity to kind of work with her a lot because we did a lot of intergender stuff with ICW oh, with sure. Kurt. Like me sure. and Mario and dude did the No Man thing with her and Stacy. So I got to work with her a lot. Yeah. I loved all the stuff we did together. So like, I love to see her. She's, she's a good girl. She's has a good attitude about herself, which is going to help her. You know what I'm saying? She just, She's not big headed or whatever. She's real level headed. And that's, that's mm-hmm. good. You know, if you need that, you can't be all big headed and shit. I mean, you can be big headed, but you know, it works for some people. But yeah, okay. you gotta have a little humbleness to yourself. Number two is a gentleman I'm not terribly familiar with. I know where he wrestles, but I've not seen him. Chris Bowger. Who is Bonger. this? Chris. Big I'm just gonna be out there. Who is this guy? And how is he number two? He's one of the. I AC- can't tell you how he's number two, other than so he's for him, he's but. one of the ACW. Oh, so he's graduates. one of the guys that they. Okay, all right. So, he's, so gotcha. So he's, he's one of the one of the first graduates from their from their academy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he only couple do, years in business. He does only wrestle for ACW, but he is one of those examples of what happens when you do a popular vote list. Uh, and I'm just gonna say this much. I, I honestly do feel that the only reason people have issues with this list is because he's number two. Yeah. Because. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, that's fair. I, I like Chris. He's a great worker. I can understand that most people are up in arms that he's number two because he only wrestles one place. But honestly, everybody wants to say that the, the entire list is bullshit. But I guarantee you that if he wasn't on this list and the list considered it was as normal, right. nobody would have issues with the rankings. Right, because I don't have an issue with three being Sierra, four being Sadis, five being McCoy. Like, that all lines up, right? Yep. McCoy, five, you know, I mean, but I, I don't, again, that's why I'm not trying it's to all subjective. this it's all list subjective. Yeah, it's all with subjective. numbers. Because if you would ask me, does be, with the growth he's made in the last two years, does could he... Make a top fifty list? Sure. Does he belong at two? No. I, but that's why I'm taking the numbers out. Yeah, and and I I think that's the best way to look at it is just treat this list as a in no particular order. Right. It just that's just how we put them. But literally, I mean, he's he's grown in ACW now. That he's been able to do stuff with Jake Cash. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't like their one on one stuff. But now that they've tagged and done almost like a players club kind of thing over in ACW. I think that they work well as a team, um, but at the uh, like I said, like you know, ACW said, "Hey, here's our guys." Chris ba- Chris Bogger has a huge following in ACW. Yes. He's one and of the, the he's one of their top baby faces. And, and there's where I'm going with this. Okay, so two things that I'm going to put in his corner. One, he has made it a point to get himself in better shape because he wants this to be a real thing, not a flash in the pan. So I gotta give him credit. You gotta give people credit. You gotta start somewhere, yep. right? You gotta start somewhere. Two, from a business side. Now we, you guys are all still active wrestlers. Vic's an active manager. I am just a guy now who ring announces. But I understand the business. I also understand that if you're a promoter, a guy who brings people, it fills the seats, even if they're there to see him, but they're not because they enjoy the product too. But there's nothing wrong with in a promotion, not in rewarding a guy who's helping make money for your company. Yep. Because as a promoter, you want to put good shows on, but if you're not making money, you if, if, you, if you do good shows in front of five people, you're not going to be around very long. Right? Right. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I guess as I've grown up, I can't hate on somebody who gets a little bit of a rub because he helps that promotion make yep. money. I, I can't. I think, I think the, the, it's, it's either that 
if he was, if, as of right now, where he currently wrestles, if he wasn't on the list, nobody would have an issue with the top 50 list. Or if he was, if he, if he was, if he was wrestling more. Right. And what if he, he was top, 40 on this list? Do you think people would have an issue with the list? If you, basically, if he wasn't number 10, then right. people would be like, okay, whatever. I'm fine with that. Correct. But because he's number two and everybody looks at this as a talent ranking yeah, list so that, opposed yeah. to that. Because even on every single picture you guys can see, it says that wrestlers were nominated by various promotions and then voted as a, at, at the decision, the rankings were made by a popular vote. Right. So dis, so basically it breaks down that Bogger was nominated by ACW as one of their top five. Which I think, which I can agree with, because he's definitely one of those guys that is easily one of their top baby faces, especially now that Sadis is gone. Right, and you can see, and I'm just gonna say, you can see the thought process that promoters are going to have. So if you have somebody like Dysfunction on that list, right, you can see that hey, if Dysfunction works for me, I don't have to nominate him because somebody else is going to nominate Correct. him. Correct. Right, but I've got this kid, Chris, you know, Bogger. That nobody else uses, so nobody else is going to nominate. Right. And I want to have as many of my people on the and list I'm as possible. And I'm sure that when Dylan nominated him, he didn't say, oh, he's going to finish second. No. Right. Right? So, but but I guess the, the thing is, um, well, before we, I don't, you probably don't have much of an opinion there. Don't know him. Yeah. I like him. Okay. I, I, like I said, that's why I asked who he was, because I obviously have I have to him. assume I'm number one. So before we get to number one, I will... Spoil a couple things and tell you like the big one of the biggest omissions on the list. You're, you're shitting on my bit right now. What's your bit? Where I was gonna start naming off names that I think should be on. Oh, go ahead. You can name some. Okay. Too. Uh, save, save. You get the one. The one I'm thinking. Of. Well, I'm gonna throw out a big one right now. Uh-huh. T. C. Washington. Okay. Nowhere on the list. Yeah. Angel Armani. Nowhere on the list. Derek St. Holmes. Nowhere on the list. Mm-hmm. Jack Blackwell. Nowhere well, on the list. All right. <laughs> but I will, I will add to the list Justin as well. Dredd Nathan Sensation. Justin Dredd. Not on the list. That's what I was, that was my guy. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what I was doing. Justin Dredd's on the list. Nathan Sensation's on the list. There's a lot of people that should easily be on the list. That like if it, I again, saw Dredd wasn't on this list, I was like, oh, Yeah, Dredd. Dredd's but again, that's, 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 but, the, no, yeah, right. that's the monster of messaging 17 promotions in the state of Wisconsin saying, what's your top five? And then not one of those promotions saying that Justin Dredd or T.C. Washington. And again, even... it might have been that they were like, well, somebody else is going to put yep. that sure. person on sure. the list. So and, and I, I don't think have if to. we sat down, and maybe we'll do this someday when we have nothing better to do, and come Some up with more. our top 50, right? Yep. I mean, Dredd's on it, and he's probably near in the top 10 for me. But again, it's everybody. And, and, and everybody going, makes chili different, right? Yeah, and again, going back to a, a, the initial idea of putting the list together, if it would have been Nick, Jesse, and myself just listing off the fifty guys, like that guy's really good, that guy's really good, that guy's really good, then nobody would have had an issue with who was on the list. But then how they were ranked, like what the fuck do they know? Because the other guy not on the list. I mean, again, whatever you got, Matt Winchester. Is it because he's Ring of Honor? I don't think it's because, well, neither is, uh, neither is Silas. Right. So did just nobody nominate those guys? Did you? I'm sure you reached out to them. Yeah. Because they were part of the promoters, right? So they didn't nominate well, themselves. Silas and Frank, right? Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So they're probably just not on there because maybe people assumed that they would get nominated by somebody else and end up on the list. Or vice versa, they assumed they didn't qualify because they're Ring of Honor. Right. They, they're, 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 they're beyond. They're national. Right. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. Fair All right. Number one. Number one. And I hate to break it to you, 
It's not you, Spade. It's not okay. you, man. It's not, not you. you. Okay. Uh, we're gonna pause briefly. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, he just he just flipped the, the he table. Flipped the table. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Number one, Joey Jet Avalon. I have no problem with that. Oh my god, no. I I, I have no, I have no problem, problem with him being that number that, one. So we talked about Sierra. Joey Avalon's in that same boat. Like, if he wanted to, if he wants to push for that, he's. I mean, the window's getting a little smaller because he's getting up there. But he could be. The, he can go to the next level. He should. Again, another guy. Probably not the E, but right, but. The, the, there's other comp, there's yeah. other places guys like him can go now, and he's just another guy. You see him. So there was a period of time where not only would I see him not do a bad match, but every match he did, there'd be something new that he would incorporate. I uh, I I remember the first the the first time that he worked uh, Sierra at ICW, and that was one of those matches to watch. It's like, oh, that's, that actually is going to be a good match. These two really good workers. And I remember after the match, I was like, hey, I got three things. Good fucking shit. And then he actually was, seemed to be upset that I actually didn't have anything to to help him with uh, any criticism. Sure. It's like, no, seriously, like, do you actually have something? Or, like, like, what can I do better? I saw him seven years ago with Mark, uh, Preview, Mark Preview. Yep. And they were the Inkjet Express. And I'm like, oh, it's this tag team. They do some spots. They, they, they work well. They have some good chemistry. I thought that tag team was going to, like, go on to yep. bigger better. And then, because of scheduling and whatnot, they split apart, and Avalon becomes the solo guy, and, again, he just kills it. Yep. Like, if, if I'm putting a list together, and I go, I know it doesn't mean shit, but if I'm putting a list together of the top 50 in the state, Joey Avalon's my number one. Right. And that's, that's just it. And, again, going back to having this list together, you, you see names that maybe you've never heard of, and you, you want to know more about them. Avalon was one of those guys back when Jesse started doing stuff for WPW and for three uh, triple threat wrestling and doing the tapings. He came back and was like, oh man, you guys, the Inkjet Express, you guys should have them on Gravel Talk. They're really good tag team. They're really good. Joey Avalon is a really good worker. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Nick and I didn't, like, we were still just doing stuff mainly with SWE and really that was it. SWE and 7RW, so we didn't know who Inkjet Express was because yeah. that was in a completely different circle. Alright, but here's the thing. So if you can have your number one be Joey Jet Avalon or your number one be Jeff Bennett, who are you going to take? Joey Avalon. Not this one. <laughs> here's the thing. The, re- the last point on it. He's got the three components. He's got three, four. He can work. One. Yes. Most important. Two. He can talk. Yes. Three. Um, he has charisma. He's yes. got a body. And he's got that it factor. Like, we put it all together. And when, when you see him, because, again, I'm of the belief that as if I'm a fan and I'm sit, I want to look at it and I go, holy shit, you don't see that guy everywhere. That's what I like. The one thing that I don't like about Avalon is I still haven't gotten my royalty check yet oh boy. for making his... Who wants to see a dead body gimmick? <laughs> because at Riverfest, we were doing that show at Riverfest right next to the river, and we That's I, had, I would hope and I and I had mentioned good booking and I had mentioned the 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 whole concept of that there were dead bodies in the river, and he did that promo with Aaron about ending lives, and he had a shovel, and then next week I saw him on a show with the shovel. All right. So I'm waiting for my check. All right. 
I would like to say this. Inkjet Express, UAT. Some of those batches that were some of the funnest work I had ever done. Some of the best times I've had in the ring were those tag team matches. And to see Joey go in the singles and get his, he deserved it because he, you know, I got a tape with him right now at the house where he was ringside in a neck brace watching me wrestle somebody. And now he's doing his thing, so good for you, Joey. You know what I loved about that real quick, and we're going to wrap this up. The tag team division for a while, it was you guys, UAT, Inkjet Express, two dudes in a stash. Remember that? City Bruisers. Yeah, the Bruisers. Like, man, that was, some, that was some of the hottest tag team stuff, and I, I miss, man, I love tag team wrestling. Anyway, I think we're good. We, we've run over time. Um, I want to thank you, Alex Riley, for everything you do for this show. We made it to 50. Hope we can make it to 100. That would be nice. Sure. Um, Vic Stigras. Yep. Final parting words. Uh, yeah. Fuck them. All, right. all, all fifty of them. And even the ones in the room. Lane is, <laughs> well, Lane is angry, but uh, Jack Spade's angry. Jack. Jack I like him. Come on. Are you you're okay? <laughs> yeah, I like them all. Listen, don't you? You're number one in our heart. I even like the pack. You're you're the best wrestler of the regular <laughs> panelists on this. How's that? How's that? Does that make you feel better? Out of you and, and Vic, Vic, yeah, I'm the best. Yes. Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next week, episode fifty-one. Uh, you're gonna be back. I'll be back. I'll come back. We're gonna have. What do you mean coming back? You're staying here all week. Oh, oh, no. I guess. Well, like Katie, no. I was going to say, I guess uh, you're going to have to talk to my wife about that. But that's about sleeping in the ball pit. Uh, I might be able to fit that. Just give me, give me a pillow. I've got a hoop. I've got a hoop. I'm good. Ross Family Matters Podcast. We'll see you next week, everybody. I thought you were putting out, picking up ball pit shit. I honestly thought that you were about to set up the table just to put it over. <laughs>